You have now entered the portion of the show where it comes to a screeching halt while Mike Googles something. <laughs> Hello, everyone. While Mike's Googling, <laughs> let me tell you about Oasis. Thanks, Jim. We'll just we'll just riff. Actually, no, I should probably give a... a Googling can nowhere. A free pitch to the Gaylord Hotels Nashville because otherwise I've deeply <laughs> offended them. If you like that kind of thing, it's a great place to be. Don't they... <laughs> podcast with a couple of new year's babies very highly advanced in age babies i'm mike And that's Jim. Hi, Jim. Hey there. How are you? I am well. How are you? Oh, God. It's, it's, uh, it has been my tradition. I've been with the uh, city of Milwaukee now coming on 22 years. Oh, boy. And yeah, yeah. And it has been my tradition to always try to, because I, I don't really have an opportunity much during the course of the year to take time off. And because things do tend to slow down a little bit over the holidays and because of the way the calendar falls, uh, usually you can get yourself a good deal in terms of taking three days off and getting more off. I've been off. I've been off for a while now. <laughs> uh, and so and of course, in this in this this plague year, uh, not much opportunity to go outside. we got six inches of snow on the ground and uh, seven, I think, of the heavy, wet stuff. And so there's, there's not been much opportunity to go out. So it's it's been the the virtual Christmas. Yes, but uh, all is well here. All all are well. So Great, I, and I have um, much to be grateful for in the new year. Yes, yes, you do. And uh, and let's introduce you so that we can talk about at least one of those things. Byron Jim. Some folks can't wait until Christmas Day. For them, Christmas Eve is a little more gay. That's the happy gay, you know, an old school. For most, Christmas Eve is a bit of a bore. But for this guy, it means just a little bit more. For all of our troubles and all of our fright, 2020 couldn't help but get some things right. So buy them some silver, wrap along with this hymn, and wish a happy 25th anniversary to Mr. and Mrs. History Nerd, Jim! <laughs> Oh, history nerd Jim is ten ninety nine. Oh, happy anniversary! That's 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 ten twenty three. That's right. Ten ninety nine is leaving. Either that, or it's a tax reporting form. <laughs> you could be ten twenty five. Ten twenty five this time. Wow. Yeah. No, it's well. Thank you. Yeah, it is. It is. It was. It was on the twenty fourth of December two thousand and twenty. It was my beloved wife, Michelle, and my uh, anniversary, 25th silver anniversary. Uh, I tell people all the time a couple things. Number one, uh, when you get when you're getting married and you think, oh, I'm going to get married on Christmas Eve. That always (laughs) sounds really kind of sweet and romantic. 
And it is. And it was. And I'm I'm not in any way unhappy that we did it. On the other hand, it completely sucks when you're trying to celebrate your anniversary. <laughs> Everything is closed. Oh, um, the, the story goes. Well, I'll tell this story quickly because I don't think I have here in this space. Uh, we we're 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 sort of an old, a traditional couple in heart. And we were living in separate apartments and we were too cheap to want to do two rents. Um, that was just not something we wanted to do, but we were also too conservative in that way to want to live together, to live in sin, Yes, to borrow the old parlance. It just wasn't where we were at. And so we said, all right, let's get married. And so I had arranged with the justice of the peace to marry us uh, up in Cedarburg, where, uh, for those who don't know, a little community north of Milwaukee, a judge up there. Uh, about six weeks before we were to be married, he died of a heart attack. Oh boy. Which should have been a warning to us. <laughs> I think my wife has always taken it that way. Um, <laughs> but I, but I said, I said, you know what, I, you know what I do? You know what we do? I'm adopted. Uh, yep. I'm very proud of that. I don't know why I'm proud of it, but it's just something that's part of who I am. Well, it's the, you know, Chuck. good, good on your, uh, on your folks there for, uh, oh yes. Oh yes. Taking wherever, you in. My, wherever my mother and father are, I am uh, forever grateful to them. Uh, there are, there are other choices. Um, in any event, I, I knew that I'd been given to my parents in adoption on my first birthday. I tell people all the time, you cannot beat me for birthday presents because on my first birthday, I got parents. <laughs> um, you, you can't win. You will that's, lose. I got, I got Ray and Alice. Literally the best thing a kid can have. Yeah, I, I got, <laughs> as I said, I got Ward and June Cleaver with Polish surnames. Um, <laughs> and and praise to them and love to them always. Did your mom vacuum in pearls? Yeah, she would have. <laughs> she would have. If they had um, carpet. Yeah, I, I tell so many, I tell, my, my mom died in 85. Um, so been gone a long time. But I have very strong memories of her. I am assuredly a mama's boy, which, as, as we've discussed here on the show, is an immense disappointment to my father, who tried to impart <laughs> things to me. Um, but yeah, go back and was... listen to the stories about uh, working on the engine in the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no the, uh, Jimmy. So... No, Jimmy. Jimmy, yeah, here. Put the light right here. There. Here, Jimmy. Right here. <laughs> what? What? I'm sorry. What? Ah. Um, yeah. So, no, I. She she was just that that sort of person. So I am adopted, and I knew that I'd been given to my parents in adoption on my first birthday. And I said, you know, I wonder if the judge and there. My mother kept a little diary, and she had read it to me about being in this judge's chambers in 1967 and uh, playing with the pens on his desk and all this other stuff. And I said, I wonder. And sure enough, he was still on the bench. Now this is. Oh gosh, twenty-five years ago, ninety-five. So you figure, yeah, ninety-five. Yeah. So I'm just trying to think in terms of my. So it's about twenty-nine years after I'm adopted. So I'm just shy of thirty. And uh, so I, I I reach out. I call his courtroom, and he's still on the bench. And he says, "Well, I would love to do that." And I said, "Well, very cool. Uh, thank you." And so can I show up? And he goes, well, the problem is it's Christmas Eve. The courthouse is closed. 
this this was your first warning. No, that was my second. That. Remember, I had a heart attack. It <laughs> <laughs> could have been a warning. I meant I meant about Christmas Eve. Oh, that way. Yeah, yeah. And how things were going to go in the future. But yeah, yeah. And so I I I then call him. I then say, well, what can we do? And he, now, what I didn't know, and I'm a reporter by this time. What I didn't what didn't click with me was that he was up for re-election. And a guy up for re-election, he had us over to his house on Christmas Eve. <laughs> were, were there cameras there? No, no. But uh, <laughs> there, we did get, we did get, and we have it in our memory book, his campaign literature before we left. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's actually, we, you know, I mean, who was this Justice of the Peace guy that keeled over? Was he somebody special to you? Uh, no, no, so he this... was just up in he was just up in Cedarburg because um, that's where we were. We figured we we were broke. I mean, I was working as a freelance journalist, and uh, my wife was working at uh, Rockwell. I, th- I think it was Rockwell then. By then, she was working at Rockwell Automation in their video department. So yeah, we didn't have a whole lot of money. So we figured we'd take a, a weekend at the uh, the I think it's I think it's called the White House. The White House Bed and Breakfast in Cedarburg, Wisconsin, right there on Main Street, Cedarburg. Oh boy, is that down? Yeah, is and, that is and, that uh, like a block away from Ernie von Schladorn? Main Street in Menominee Falls. Oh, that, yeah, that's Menominee Falls. Sorry, I got the Main Street yeah. part right. That's yeah, gone, gone now, isn't it? You've been gone too long. Main, uh, well, no, EVS is still there. Is it? Ernie's long dead, but EVS is still there. Is it the like one of the kids runs the place I, now? I don't know. No, I, I was I was never allowed to buy cars as 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 we have discussed. My father was an auto body guy and he, he just did not like Ernie. Oh my god. Oh really? Ooh, no. Uh he he thought he was a crook. A straight oh, yeah. up crook. You know, in the classic vein of a used car salesman. Yeah. You know, my father divided used car salesmen into two clear universes. One the hustler and the other the honest the honest broker. And uh he he firm he formed firm opinions on who was on which side of the line. <laughs> well, and it, it and as as I've I've told the Ray stories, he he would go when he bought a car and when he helped me buy a car, he would bring a creeper with him. Yep. And a full and a full co- set of coveralls. <laughs> and there's nothing as unnerving to a used car salesman for the guy who comes with the creeper and the coveralls to go, well, let me have a look. And uh, so, yeah, he would he would do that. But the. uh, So anyway, uh, you know, so we we do all this and it's it's New Year's Eve and it is it it winds up being very romantic. We wake up the next morning and the uh, the hosts of the White House Tavern have left a little Christmas ornament on our door as a keepsake, which we still have on our tree. So, yes, that was 25 years and one Edward ago. (laughs) Well, awesome. Happy for you. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh it's more than certainly more than I deserve, so I'm grateful. Did you do anything special or um were you <laughs> stayed I, I, in the house? <laughs> I, I did. We stayed in the house. No, I uh the one thing I do, I make the full Scottish breakfast every anniversary for my wife and my son. Ah. Uh, which yeah. is, which <laughs> I, I discovered, I don't know why I started doing this, but I started doing it a bunch of years ago and I've kept it up. It You send off to one of these companies and I, I use the Scottish Gourmet. I 
happy. I this has been an unpaid endorsement. Um, and they're 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 Scottish they're Gourmet. Wonderful. If you'd like to sp- sponsor the podcast, yeah, Scottish <laughs> Gourmet. Please call Nerdburger. Um, no, they're great, and they send you. You know, I got the uh, the bangers. I got the uh, mealy pudding, the black pudding, the rashers, um, and it all comes in a box just jammed with ice because it's all fresh. Yep. And I fried that all up. And there's a buddy of mine in England who does a thing on on uh, Christmas Day. Now, for me, it's for the anniversary, but I don't tell him that. But on Christmas Day, he does a thing called Rate My Breakfast, <laughs> where you're supposed to post a picture of your breakfast. Um, and I got a 9.5 this year. Wow. So I was pretty happy with it. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Yeah, it's, it's, it's astonishingly bad for you, but I love it. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we did. We, we we did very, very well. So that was probably the extent. Oh, and I got. Uh, she I, I bought for her. I decided to finally invest. We got her a uh, it's it's called shots box. It's a, a shot of the month club sort of a thing. She gets a an assortment of 10 scotches and other whiskeys. Uh, little the little bottles the wee bottles i'm yeah it's an audio podcast and i'm holding up my fingers think, <laughs> think airplane sizes but you get yep. 10 of them a month for oh wow six months yeah so it's and it, it it's been re- i'm very curious to see what we get out of it because it's uh supposed to have a unusual array of uh whiskeys and and scotches and things you know i've been getting into whiskey and scotch and bourbon and all that stuff lately oh very good yeah matthew who is a regular uh, uh co-host guest on the show has been bringing whiskeys and scotches over and and uh craig's brother kurt has been joining in with that and uh yeah it's very good actually it it um i bl- i'm blaming my one of my wife's ex-co-workers and and uh current <laughs> still friend who uh had a Christmas party, was this three years ago, I think? It was three or four years ago, at their house. And we're there, and blah, blah, blah. And he's got, you know, his nice set. They had just renovated their their house, and uh, he's an architect. And so they did a really nice job. And it, it looks like, you know, HGTV, like the good stuff, not that garbage where they, you know, fix your house up in two days. <laughs> You're right, right, right. And then the, the camera crew leaves and everything falls apart. Not that, like the good, you know... <laughs> Like property. I was. I always see. I've told you the stories about my dad and his views of my grandfather's workmanship, and I always. I I don't watch much of that, but when I think about it, when I see clips of it, that is exactly my thought. Is that what intolerable junk this must be? Yeah, but it was. You know, it's very clean and modern. It was like the HGTV look, but like the this old house quality. Sure. You know, you could tell just by looking at it. Like, well, this is going to be here forever. And he had a nice big bar set up that he'd made in the, in the den. And uh, he said, come on over and uh, and have a drink. And I'm like, I'm fine with beer. And he's like, no, 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 no. You got to try this. And I don't know if it was whiskey or scotch or bourbon or what it was. It was brown. And <laughs> he said. Brown liquid. He said, uh, I got this bottle. This This is a $1,500 bottle of whatever. And I don't remember what it is. And we're supposed to have lunch with them soon and i'm going to try to remember to ask him what was that so i can start saving now because <laughs> it was literally the best thing that i had ever had in my mouth see, beverage think, wise you see okay that's a jerk move 
There's breakfast downstairs, son. Go I get it. Thank you. My son just walked in the room. The um <laughs> the uh that I, I think that's such a jerk move when you give somebody something they can't possibly drink on a regular basis. Yeah. My deputy, when he left to head off to the city of West Dallas to work over there, he uh he got me a bottle of Johnny Walker Blue, which is expensive. Okay. And man, it's good. <laughs> you know, but it's like, I don't want to drink it now. <laughs> because it'll be gone. Right. Yeah. And I ain't spending uh, I think it's 350 bucks whew, a bottle. Okay. Yeah, I'm not spending that. I'm, I'm I'm just not. It's it's not that's not in my price range for things like that. But no, that's that's always that's always special. I like that. Which is why I'm kind of curious, you know. Yes, I, I'm hoping this wasn't the bowling ball present for the anniversary that I'm not looming over her as the box shows up going, "Oh, that sounds really good." <laughs> Yeah, the most I've spent is uh, a buck oh five. Yeah. On um it's the one that uh what is it? You said Johnny Walker, now it's all I can think of. Uh uh Jim Beam? No, it's the other one. Jack. Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels uh twenty seven gold. Oh yeah. Yeah. But that was I've uh had... that was overpriced though. I have since found it for eighty nine ninety nine at total wine. Huh. There is there is uh in Nashville. What's the name of it now? That's okay. I'd probably get you some sort of libelous, some tortious interference lawsuit. But there's a ho- there's a hotel down there that I stayed at for a conference. I referred to it as the nicest prison in Christendom. Um, it's horrible. I just hated it. It was it was so crap. I hate it was it was, it was nice. Don't get me wrong. Everything was clean. Everything was lit. There was nothing around it, which I can't stand. Oh. If if I'm in another town, I want to see your town. It's freaking Nashville. There's a lot of stuff I like in Nashville. You know, I want to see where Johnny Cash kicked out the lights. I you know, I, I want to see all these things. And I you can't get there from here. You're in the and the nearest thing of anything is a Denny's. Uh and I'm going, get it's like being at the airport at Mitchell Field, something you'll be free. It's like, sure. Where are you gonna go? Yeah. Where are you gonna go? Yeah. So it's it's bad that way. It is everything is fake. They've got themed dining areas. One is the exotic Polynesian resort. The other is the French Quarter. Look, I hate the Epcot Center. I hate it. <laughs> Can you imagine how I think about this? Yeah. And then inside the grand atrium of this thing, they've got a boat. That goes in a path that I measured at about a quarter mile. I measured it with my feet. I had so much time on my hands. It was about a quarter mile around. And you sat in this boat and went on a ride for a buck. I went, I would go on a mall train first. (laughs) How slow was this boat? Oh, about (laughs) the speed of a mall train. How big was so I it? Hate this, I hate this place. But the one thing it did have was a uh, a Jack Daniels restaurant. Oh, okay. And after one particularly lurid, not lurid, boring conference day, <laughs> uh, one of the vendors that I'm very close with, and he's a friend, he's, a, he's not retired, um, a good friend, he said, you know what? This sucks. Let's go to the Jack Daniels <laughs> place. 
And we decided to see how far down the drink menu we could get. We he started he was on his expense account. We started at the top. <laughs> And uh, I think we were about halfway down when we realized we were done. And we were so done, in fact, that we went out to this French Quarter restaurant area and laid down on a bench. <laughs> we each grabbed because we, we, were, we were not able to walk back to the hotel, our hotel room. And the security guy tapped me on the shoes at like two in the morning and went, look. I got a one hour round. Can you be gone when I get back? (laughs) That was awfully nice of him. It was. It was incredibly decent. But yeah, so so I've had the expensive. I love Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels and I have a relationship. So was this the uh, Grand Opryland? No, it's it's right next to it though. Okay, it's right next. Well, it's it's what, what it's right next to. Here's the other thing about it. It's right next to the old, or the sorry, the the new Grand Old Opry, because the old Grand Old Opry is downtown. Yes, the new one is right next to this thing, and it's also right next to Dollywood, yep. which flooded, and they have never, ever, ever fixed. At least they hadn't when I was there, so it looked like something out of a George Romero movie. Huh. It was very, very weird. The whole experience. The name of this stupid place. Now, is that were there multiple Dollywoods, or did they move Dollywood out to? Uh, I think Pigeon they moved Forge. It. Yeah, it was okay. It was. Oh, hang on a second. Yeah, it's right at a at a bend in the river. Mm-hmm. It's That's like right. it do, it does a you know a proper uh like S curve zigzag. Yeah, it's it's not 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 the one that's at Pigeon Forge. Yeah. Oh no, that's I don't know how many many miles that's, that's, away. That's that's some distance away. Yeah. No, this was oh, what is the name of this stupid place? You think I'd remember? Luxury Hotel. It's the Gaylord Opryland. Oh, there it is. Oh God. Ah. Ah. Yeah, just yeah, it's the first picture that comes up. Son of a oh, I hate this place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and as I say, the room's super clean, super nice. Um, the staff was great. There were swimming pools. Huh. <laughs> I mean, I, I just oh, there it is, and there's the boat ride. There you go. So yeah, the Gaylord Opryland. I I just if if this is if the, oh, then they did a Christmas thing that makes me want to poke my own eyes out. Um, oh, there's the Polynesian area. Yep. Yeah, that's like uh, that's like if you want to be in in downtown Milwaukee, like if you're going to go visit Milwaukee, and you want to stay in a hotel and see all the sights of Milwaukee, and they put you in a hotel in Brookfield. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. It's like. No, I want to walk out my front door and there's Milwaukee. Like, I want to stay at the St. Kate's. I want to stay at the Fister. And if you're going to spend this kind of money, you might as well stay at the Fister. Sure. Because this place ain't cheap. I later find out. No, they've got this picture of uh, a husband and wife, young couple with their young son, little younger than Edward's age, peering out over a railing as if, ooh, the Polynesian area. I'm like, 
that kid wants to kill himself. <laughs> Trust me, you. <laughs> Why did you bring me here? You, you do know that I, I could have stayed home and played video games. Mm-hmm. And, and I would have defended that. Man, how did I miss all these swimming pools, though? That's all I'm a big swimmer. But it's a lot of indoor water. Yeah, they do. They, I wonder if that's new. Ah, the picture. Somebody took a picture of a beer. That's good. Um, <laughs> that I definitely would have had. But no, I, and again, I. It, You'll the, need the, several of these to enjoy the Gaylord Opryland yeah, Hotel. Yes, you your will. I, I would not. I, again, I, w- I want to be very. I want to be very clear that. Oh, and there's the Jack Daniels restaurant. Excellent. I, I want to be very clear that it's it's a very you know this isn't some shanty or some some weird un, underscale thing. It's uh, it's not. It's it's quite nice if that's what you're into. Me couldn't stand it. Yeah. No. It's 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 very theme parky. Yeah. Yeah. Could not handle it. So, uh, yeah. That's that's my relationship with Jack Daniels. The rooms do look nice. They do. They do. I again. Again, it's it's probably more than I deserve to go back to that thing, but uh, it is a, a I, I, I Marriott want property. To do with it. Hmm? it is a Marriott property. It is. They they are. It is. They are. Is that the same? Are there more than one Marriott? Is the hotel Marriott? I, no, I think the it's same the same. As, I think it's one big chain. As, they just as, have different. They over the years, of course, Marriott has purchased smaller regional brands. No, no, I know about. My, my suppose at the time was that they had bought this Gaylord brand. Sure. I was thinking more of uh, Marriott's Great America. That's them. Okay. That was them. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that was when they made a foray into uh, theme parks, which, you know, was glorious in my youth. And then, oh, yeah. you know, has turned into a CD roller park arama or a roller coaster arama. Now owned by Six Flags. Uh, is that where they're, is that where they're at now? Is it? They went briefly to Bally's. Oh, I never even heard of that. Uh, that was for a minute. No. And everybody of my generation calls it Marriott Marriott's. still. Yeah. And they had all, uh, what deal did they have with Warner brothers? <laughs> they had all, no, of, that's all right. of those cartoon well, characters. Remember, they were going to compete with Disney. <laughs> um, and Disney had its themed characters and Marriott struck its deal with Warner Brothers. So all my friends, when they went through their theater programs, I, I swear to God, 90% of them wound up getting jobs sitting in one of those suits. Yep. Uh, Daffy Duck, Yosemite Sam, Bugs Bunny. They, they were all down there. Well, bu- Bugs, was, Bugs was in the logo, wasn't he? Oh, yes. I mean, he was prominently yes. featured. And, well, in fact, their logo for years was that, what do you, what do you call it? It's uh, this, these, the concentric circles. Right, the Where Looney they wrote, Tunes. That's all, folks. Yeah, and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, you know, there. That was their. That was the logo of Marriotts for a number of years when they tried to make that pitch. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like that all all through my childhood, and I I yeah, moved and, away and, when it changed, so I didn't. Uh, I haven't. Yeah, been, each of the been areas was very strongly themed. Mm-hmm. You know, you had Yankee Harbor, and you had uh, Old Town America, and you had the New Orleans Quarter. You know, you had, it was great America. Yeah. You know, it was themed around the United States. Um, that theming broke up, uh, you know, my, my, my favorite place to get fish and chips, which was over in Yankee Harbor, it became a, just some, some cheap Italian restaurant. It, yeah. That all just went to pieces. And now it's, they've discovered the one place and well, shoot, they had live theater. Did they? Oh yes. There were three live shows. 
uh, different shows that perform four times a day. I don't know. I don't remember ever seeing those. They uh, they had an IMAX, right? Yeah, but that and remember that IMAX came late. That wasn't the oh, okay. original. But where that IMAX was, just off to the left, as you were looking at the IMAX, was the place where the main theater was, and they had a Bugs Bunny review. <laughs> no, I had more than a few friends that did time in that. Wow. Yeah. No, uh, in fact, one of the best guys I ever performed with at the Renaissance Fair was Bugs in that show. Incredibly talented guy. Made his way to Broadway, where I think he still is. Ooh. Yeah. No, look, it was look the 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 number of paying gigs for theater people can be counted in a relatively small number of numbers. Yeah. So the fact that you would get a legit show, so what? You got to wear a costume. <laughs> no, I did one year down there in what they called Fright Fest, where they turned it over after the uh, uh, after what the uh, after the regular season, I guess after Labor Day. And they turned it all spooky. And oh, that's there was right. A group, yeah, there was a gr- there was a group of guys. They still do, but there was a group of guys who worked the Ren Fair in the summer, and then they quickly jumped over and they did Fright Fest because they had the they had environmental theater experience. And one day, the guy playing the Lord Mayor, who was a good friend of mine, said, "Do you want to be the king of the gypsies?" And I said, "Sure, why not?" Seemed I I I can use a job at this point. Yeah, and this is and, uh, this is right over the border too. It's like maybe twenty minutes from Bristol, right? Not even, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 close. It's close. It's it's and there so, in the uh, in the uh, Bristol, uh, Bong, and uh, Cheese Castle, Greater Metropolitan Area. The great, the Greater Metroplex, <laughs> the Greater Con- well, centered on Highway Fifty in Kenosha. <laughs> Yeah, but see, if you've come up that way, you know, and, and I knew this too. I, I dated a young woman whose mom was the head of the regional transit authority in Northern Illinois for McHenry County. And she was telling me then, and she and I were together in the early 90s, so let's call it 93, 94, before I met my wife. Um, she was telling me that something on the order of six in 10 on Town Line Road. Okay, so Town Line, it's one of the oasises. Come uh, as you come south on 94. Okay. But six, it's also one of the major uh, east-west through fairs in the very northern part of Illinois before you get to Chicago. Okay. So for the listeners, an oasis is, oh, gosh. is not a puddle and some to, trees in no a desert. <laughs> this That's is, true. This is, is, this, a, is this a uniquely Illinois thing? I think it must be. I've never seen them anywhere else. Oh, goodness. Yeah, because I assume them. Right. And that's 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 my own parochial mindset. But yeah, the uh, an oasis was a thing that they came up with as part of the tollway. I assumed I've never looked up the history. I don't know it. That makes sense, though, because, yeah, you're you're on an extremely controlled access highway toll road. Right. Um, Right. And well, well, what they're built, they're built around the idea of you can stop here and get gas if at extortionate rates. Yeah. And, and, and maybe something, something to eat. You don't have to get off the, the freeway and, and go long distance yeah. to get gas or food and just keep going. So they're built, what they were is they built them over the freeway. Yeah, they're a full a full on uh, overpass bridge construction with a building on top of them. And well, then, we would you know, say a viaduct. Bridges span water. Sure. Um, they're... Uh, 
their uh, their viaduct essentially. And yeah, and you've got restaurants, but gas stations, toilets, you know, all the necessities of life all in one spot. And there's they've started closing some of them. Have they? Yeah. But the the town line one is right there. And so town line road uh, right next to its own oasis, six in 10 of the trips on town line uh, every day we're coming from north of the border. Yeah. And you can see that now if you go out on Highway 50, which is just a few miles north. I mean, we're talking about a very narrow band. I mean, 20 miles each way tops of the uh, the Illinois-Wisconsin border. The point being, greater Chicago, as measured by its suburbs, is basically now in Wisconsin. Oh, sure. Yeah. No, if you live, if you live uh, in Wisconsin, south of Kenosha, that's Chicago. Mm-hmm. You're a fib. They're bear fans. They're bears. <laughs> oh fans. yeah, yeah. What is that? Uh, uh, what's the what's the the town you know that comprises the that bottom part of Kenosha County? What's I, I'm blanking on the it's two 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 word two word name with S's. Uh, I I can't recall. I don't know what you're talking. Unfortunately, I don't know what you're pointing. <laughs> Um, you have now entered the portion of the show where it comes to a screeching halt while Mike Googles something. <laughs> Hello, everyone. While Mike's Googling, <laughs> let me tell you about Oasis. Yeah. Thanks, Jim. We'll just we'll just riff. Actually, no, I should probably give a... Uh, Googling can nowhere. A free pitch to the Gaylord Hotels Nashville because otherwise I've deeply <laughs> offended them. If you like that kind of thing, it's a great place to be. Oh, there <laughs> Oh, it's not S names, it's P names. Pleasant Prairie. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, that, yeah. That's not S names. No, no. I don't know as I would have come up with Pleasant Prairie, but yeah, I... Pleasant Prairie is as good a place as any because also that's where the Amtrak stop is. Yep. Which is also where you can pick up, to give you an idea, I think that's as far north as they've gotten the Metra, mm-hmm. which serves the Chicago. You can, you can actually get on a train and get to downtown Chicago from that spot. Oh yeah, there was um it goes into downtown Kenosha, I thought. And it in fact it goes it goes all the way up to Milwaukee by the airport. That's that's Amtrak. Is it? Yeah. That's the Hiawatha. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're correct. Yes, the the Metro is talk- is yeah, a yeah. part of the is the part of the L. That's right. It's a part of the L and it's operated by the CTA. So the fact that it goes as far north as it does tells you I think what you need to know about Chicago transit and the way that Chicago's Metroplex has involved has evolved. I don't know as I'll live to see it, but I mean, those two communities are very much growing together. Yeah. Pleasant Prairie is basically all of Kenosha County, South of the city limits, uh, West of Lake Michigan and East of I-94 down to the border. And there's a lot of development right there. It's the Kenosha version of Mount Pleasant. In Racine, there is there is again. There's a lot of subdivision in there. I can't imagine what it looks like now. It's got all you got to do. All you got next time you come up, just get off and go east on fifty. You won't believe it. You will not believe your eyes. (laughs) You know it's and the other thing is they brought all the amenities, which I also despise, of suburban Chicago. You know they've brought that template of uh strip mall well that's everywhere 
Yeah, but it's different. It's different. Chicago's are different than Wisconsin's, although Wisconsin's have started to change. Um, Wisconsin, well, I suppose if you go west of 124th Street into Brookfield and Waukesha, yeah, you'll see more of that. But in Milwaukee, strip malls were always built on major roads. You know, you always try to find them that way. You didn't see them sprawling out their own road grid. Oh, I yeah, I see. I get. I know what you're talking about. You know, so it's it's you're right. You're right, though. It's probably changing. I'm, as as I tell people on a regular basis, it's an occasion. If I head south of college, north of Brown Deer or west of 124th, I almost never go west of 124th. So, look. Do you feel different, Mike? Do you feel better? Do I feel better? Are, you, are, are, your, are your shoulders lighter? <laughs> are you less burdened today than you were two days ago? because it's january 2nd and it's all better now i felt it all all the weight lift right off of me at uh 12 did you 12 did you i'm glad i'm glad because me too boy (laughs) what i'm talking about people can we stop can we please for the love of god stop with this nonsense about new year's it uh, look i'm you all know i'm a historian You, you know it's you're all living under a Roman Catholic calendar, God bless you. Um, you know, and and I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, it, we have not we have not cured COVID. We have treatments. We have not vaccinated everybody for the COVID. That's coming, but it's coming slowly, more slowly than we had hoped. Uh, we're going to be a long time before anything is back to normal. I don't expect really to have my operations that I'm responsible for until june oh yeah 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 it just we're gonna have to get it to a critical mass well first of all they've got to get the vaccinations to all the people that super duper need it right and we're not there yet i'm a little surprised at that to be honest um well they I mean, were, it doesn't they... help that you have people deliberately spoiling 500 doses up here in grafton oh yeah i heard about that or yeah. just well, generally, I, my first question was, "How do you not get arrested?" And the next story I see, this man has been arrested. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, I I heard that in Morgan in Morgan Freeman's voice. Uh, <laughs> this man was arrested. Uh, but you know, and it's just it's well, it's complex. It's Why complex. They've got to triage it. This this vaccine requires a lot of preparation. It's got to be done a certain way. It's got a two stage thing. All this, I get it but we're not there yet. And yet my timeline in a way we do this every year, but this timeline more than any other, I saw 2020 go away. It's like, what sort of mystical, magical juju thinking is this? <laughs> yeah. No, Seriously. Yeah. What? <laughs> grow up. Grow up. Nothing is different. Nothing. You're it right. makes me so angry. I, you're either living in some, strange fantasy world or you've taken the joke way too far right well (laughs) if it's a joke if you're having a hoot god bless you laugh at it because that's what you got to do but if and and there's nothing wrong with taking a moment you know old lang syne to take a moment to reflect and to miss those you miss and to you know i've had i had friends of mine die to this this horrible thing of course it's horrible but it's not gone you got to keep wearing your mask. You got to keep socially distancing. You got to keep washing your hands. It's everything. It's still here. It is still here. 
And this other thing about, well, now we have a new president. I, <laughs> fix, fix yourself. Get your head right. Don't assume the government can do it for you because I got a secret. I work here. We can't. <laughs> you know, we can. Oh, we'll plow your street. We're doing it right now. We'll keep your lights on. We'll pick up your trash. We'll defend the borders. We'll, you know, we'll, you know, resist enemies, foreign and domestic. But we're not. And let's say we gave you 2000 bucks. Yeah. Does that solve your problems? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> does that fix it? Really? <laughs> well, yeah, for some people that uh that might cover like, you know, one month that yeah, they and, that and they again, lost last I'm not, year. I'm not saying I'm against it. I'm not. I, it, that's not for me to decide. I'll let the policymakers fight. But from the perspective of you as a you, as an individual you, and I'm looking at my timeline going, let it go. <laughs> Happy New Year. God bless you. Big hug, big hug, big kiss. Had it. Can't have a party. Can't even have a nice party. Move on. It, what I guess it bothers me about is it's what Carl Sagan talks about and Christopher Hitchens and Richard Dawkins and so many other people that I admire. Um, certainly Pendulette. You know, it's just magical thinking. It's just magical thinking. And stop. It's, I'm not saying, and I'm not even saying don't make a, a, a reasonable list of resolves. And I, you know what? I failed on this. But the point is, if you screw it up on January 6th, don't quit. It was, <laughs> you've got the same problem. You eat too much pork, stop eating the pork on January 12th. Yeah. You know, I just, I was shocked by the amount of, oh boy, oh boy, we made it. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Um, and, if, and if we needed a, a more sober note, I have a, I have a friend. Uh, he was uh, Dr. Frankenfurter to my narrator when I did uh, the live stage version of oh, Rocky yeah. Horror here a couple of years ago. And just such a charming guy and a great singer. His, his dad is uh, in the hospital right now, suffering from the complications from COVID. Oh boy. And he drove through a snowstorm to get all the way to Kansas to be with him. So yeah, it didn't go away folks. It's still here. Be strong, be, be joyful, do it, do whatever you do. Uh, have a shot of expensive Jack Daniels or there you go. watch your favorite TV show. But this, it just struck me. I said, I, I don't feel that much. Do, do you, how about you, Mike? Do you feel better? Are you relieved? Are your new re year's resolutions in place to solve your life? <laughs> um, I don't, I don't do new year's resolutions anymore. I do new year's revolutions. Oh, good. So what, so what part of our society are you going to overturn on behalf of the people? Oh no, I I just I I do um laps around my Festivus pole. Nice. <laughs> yes. I have a I was gifted a Festivus pole by a friend at work years ago, so it sits in my office. I've, and it's amazing how more how many more people are coming to realize what that is. And I do have people come in wishing to air oh very nice. Yeah. Oh, what's that what does that say? Oh Happy Festivus. Is it do you think it's you think it's still a Festivus pole if it's marked as such? Should it I, just be a plain aluminum pole? It I that bothers me too. And oh, I it can be removed. Okay. So if you don't if you don't like the the fancy little gold star that says Happy Festivus on top, you can take it off. And there. There now, we go. Now it's just That a, is a Festivus pole. I yep. love it. And mine is actually a uh, a piece of aluminum pipe screwed into a base. Oh yeah. Love it. Yeah, I'll post a picture of it. It's uh 
It was, it's great. It's perfect. It just sits right on my desk and people are, some people come in and wonder why I have this on my desk, but most come in and ask, actually, I often get asked for the feats of strength, which I'm more than willing to apply. <laughs> how, uh, how big is that, that it sits on your desk? Oh, it's about that. I'm sure. uh, so I'm guessing a foot. Okay, so it's about the same, but it's thicker. A little bit it's taller a, than this. It's probably a three-quarter inch pipe. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, this one talks. I'm going to randomly press one of the four buttons because I took I took it off its uh, Festivus Pulse skirt ah. that has the quadrants identified. Requires no decoration. I find tinsel distracting. It's made from aluminum. Very high strength to weight ratio. Talking about the pole itself, I guess that was appropriate. Very high strength to weight ratio. Very nice. All all of the other three things it says are funnier than that. But oh well. <laughs> no, that's no, no, yeah. You make your you make your resolution, and you and I'm not, again. You want to remember your friends. You want to gather with your friends. You want well, don't do that this year. But um, you want to remember your friends. You want to make a resolution to improve some part of your life. That's fine. I just find a lot of, and maybe it's because we don't have anything to talk about because we're all trapped indoors. That could be too. But uh, mm, it got to me, got to me. It ground my gears. It's a little overdone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, so, I don't, I don't do resolutions anymore because I know that there's no point. Um, it's not, not because uh, you're just, you're setting yourself up for failure by saying on this day, I will change. No, you can't. You you have to try try to be changing every day. That's the only way I, that that that's the only way that works. I went down a rabbit hole and watched sixty minutes interviews with eighties rock and roll stars, which I find immensely fascinating. <laughs> wow, that is a rabbit hole. <laughs> it was uh, Andrew Ridgely from Wham. I actually Who? wound up res- <laughs> not George I, I, Michael, I, I, the other guy. Yeah, oh, the other yeah, guy. Okay, I wound up respecting him. I wound up really respecting him. Those two, I didn't, I, look, I'm going to shock everyone. I was not the biggest Wham fan. Really? I know, right? I-K-R. Um, <laughs> and so I learned a lot. And apparently, you know, I did know that George Michael was a Cypriot immigrant with a very strange first name. And um, Andrew befriended him when they were young. They were in grammar school. Oh, wow. Okay. And he had this goal. Andrew originally did. He said, I want to be in a band because I never want to have to get a real job. (laughs) And they agreed. And they asked him directly. They asked Andrew originally directly. How do you respond to the fact that people say that you were always on his coattails? And he said, I knew that every day of my life. Yeah. We agreed. We were friends. We were best friends. We were, we, were, he, we, we were dear friends. And we agreed that Wham would end at a point, and it did. And he went off and became the incredibly talented superstar that he always was. And I have never had to work a day in my life, so I achieved my life's goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's very yeah. humble and realistic about the whole situation. Like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> that I kind of admire that. It's yeah. like, if, if you... If you say to your point about resolutions, if you resolve who you are and stick to it. But the other one that I was watching was was uh, Billy Idol. 
who is still doing the fist thing and still doing the sneer thing at 55. Really got to let that stuff go. But they asked him a question. Can he he make his mouth like normal at all anymore? Or is it stuck? No, no. He has also had some very unfortunate facelift surgery, which has given him that slightly pinched appearance around his eyes. And it's, it's, but, but no, he looks in good shape for a guy who's done as many drugs as he has. But he, uh, he said that they asked, are you sober? He said, no, no, because if I tried to be sober, I would fail. If I said to myself, I will never drink again, I would immediately go out and get drunk. Whereas if I say to myself, oh, I can have this drink, but I'm not going to, I'm just not going to. And I really think that that works for some people. I know that we've talked about it when Craig was here. We talked, that's Penn Jillette's attitude Every, about his diet. Yeah. I, you know, I eat all the cheeseburgers I want. I'm not denying myself cheeseburgers. I'm just saying I won't have one right now. Yeah. Everything in moderation, including moderation. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. For some people that, now I realize for other people that doesn't work, that they can't have one drink or one cheeseburger or they'll wind up covered in, you know, yellow wrappers from McDonald's. <laughs> but, but no, not, not a bad way to go, really. No, no. So I, I've never clarified this with you in all the time that we have talked. Are, are you a, are you a computer? Are you a computer gamer? No. Are you a console gamer? Any of that? I am not any kind of gamer. Really? Yeah. I, it always amazes me when this misses a generation because you're, you're, you know, you're in, you're a little younger than my cohort, but I thought y'all were. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> no, I mean, no. We, we, we had a Pong console. I played Pong from uh-huh. a very early age. We, and we, you know, we upgraded to an Atari 2600. I played the heck out of that thing when I was a kid. And then, but then no, af- after that, that's where it stopped. And you're a, but you're a Mac guy, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. And that's, that's certainly part of it. Cause as I tell my friends who own Macs all the time, and I, I'm kidding them when I say it, but yeah, Macs are not gaming PCs. We all know this to be true. No, the only, the only game computer game that made it out of childhood for me, um, was civilization. Oh, okay. Because it was sure. available on the Mac. Yeah. Yeah. I had, yeah, it, no, I had it on my power, I, my PowerBook 160 with its whopping 16 megahertz processor. Ooh. That's megahertz. <laughs> hey, hey, all I got to tell you, I will. I, I wish I had saved it. I got to go find it. I bet it's online somewhere. I will always remember Byte Magazine. Remember Byte? Actually, Byte Magazine I had don't. a picture of a, <laughs> a guy on the front with his hands up over his head like Atlas and above his hands 100 megahertz. <laughs> we really should never do that. Yeah. Because because we know it's going to seem absurdly weak in just a few years. Well, apparently they didn't know that because they kept doing it. Yeah. yeah. What's yeah, the Bill what... Gates's famous quote about no operating exactly. system needs more than 640k? Yeah, exactly. You know, so it's um it's it, I, I guess we don't know. I guess, I guess we still haven't learned. Let's put it that way. Well, I was, I was curious because I I am now, as, as I've discussed last time I was here, I'm now officially obsessed with the cyberpunk saga. I've not bought the game. I really should, but I'm officially obsessed with cyberpunk 2077. It, uh, yeah, it was a, 
it was having some problems before it came out and <laughs> well and, and then it came out and not coming out and then and, and then everything was great right it just like switching from 2020 to 2021 as soon as cyberpunk debuted everything was fine and everybody was happy right jim <laughs> that's yes that's what happened gee history well, nerd the, jim all, does everybody all, like cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> <laughs> well the pc people seem to the pc <laughs> people are having a great time they loaded up onto their PCs and they're getting regular patches and it's all getting fixed. Well, that's great and, uh, history to Jim for those PC people. That is, it's groovy. And then all of a sudden, a bunch of the PlayStation 4 people strike. The PlayStation 5 people. This is the brand new PlayStation. The brand new one. The people who got the brand new PlayStation 5. The one that Mike, should work much better than the older aha, PlayStation you have, 4, you have, right? You've jumped the route. You've jumped the route Sorry. well. Why do you buy a new <laughs> console? Because you get the new hotness. Right. It has it has broken that uh that uh megahertz or gigahertz barrier that was was previously <laughs> seen to be the pinnacle of uh gaming uh technology. There's a great line in uh Married with Children seemingly a hundred years ago where Marcy was describing uh, her husband's new PC, and I think it was 100 megahertz. Was with... this uh, Steve or... Um... Steve, that was Steve, oh, yeah. The original husband, okay. The original husband, yeah, with all this. Steve, it's the you of computers. <laughs> and then just a few minutes later in the show, it's the same PC that Al has bought, and she points out it's already horribly out of date. <laughs> Al... It's the you of computers. <laughs> Such a you great know. show. Oh, just so, so, and I hope nobody ever tries to reboot it. It was so perfect. Um, But, you know, so yeah, that's why you buy a PlayStation 5. You want the new hotness and it's supposed to be amazing and it's supposed to, you know, cook your meals and wash your garage and I don't know what else. <laughs> And it also had, to its credit, I think that that's good, backward compatibility with a portion of the PlayStation 4 uh, library. Because you don't want to have to throw out all your PlayStation 4 games. Did they, maybe you like some of them, or I don't know. Did they? Although although I will say, as someone who's gone through many, many generations of consoles and PCs, you don't ever want to go back again. You know, I, I get accused of being old-fashioned, and in many respects, that's certainly fine. I, I, I can't stand 8-bit games. Yeah. Can't stand them. It's like, no, no, I played these. I played these when they were good. I, I, I'm not interested in your stupid nostalgia. I'm not. <laughs> I, I want the new game that looks awesome. The new game. The, the ones that are better. The way <laughs> I want to play those. I really, I can't go much farther than that. It's really it's like, I, I, I don't want that no more. I played it. I'm fine. I, 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 my son and I invested five bucks each on Red Dead Online, Red Dead Redemption Online. I'm not playing anything else. If you don't look like this, I don't want to play this. I mean, this game is spectacular. You're talking about Red Dead Spe Redemption 2, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Red Dead Redemption 2, right, because 1 sucks. Um, I loved 1. I played the heck out of 1 on the PlayStation. Actually. The internet may, may as well delete all of the copies of Red Dead I'm Redemption serious. 1. Yes, get rid of it. For five bucks, I can play Red Dead Redemption 2 online. I feel like I'm a freaking cowboy. It's amazing. <laughs> well, I'm not going to do this. So all these kids bought their PlayStation 5s. And it, by the way, they were not easy to get. So that so grandma and grandpa yeah. had to sell plasma to get little Jimmy his console. They were expensive and they, they were uh, 
there were shortages like there always well, are. right i mean since probably the nintendo 64 where the allegation was they were they made they created artificial shortages i can't i can't imagine that they aren't all doing that all the time yeah well it bothers me because it's like it this is you know, in this hand is money right they know i mean fairly certainly that this many people are definitely going to buy it right away and yet they make half as many i just think why can't just have think. they has not have none of these companies over all of these years figured out how to ramp production up to get to that well, and point that's the other issue it's like this isn't their first rodeo exactly this has been going on for decades so so we know that and and they come out so they were hard to get they were expensive they got their playstation 5 and they loaded up cyberpunk 2077 in compatibility mode because because they wanted to play the game because five isn't available yet the native version isn't ready yet so once again all the kids who were screaming about why is it being delayed why is it being delayed why is it being delayed now oh boy oh boy they can't wait to get their native version they're going to play the four version well they downloaded it from the playstation store because these days digital delivery is pretty much the way to go which is mind-blowing all by itself. I downloaded um, Red Dead Redemption 2 online. 150 gigs. Yeah, you were talking about <laughs> the, size of the sizes of these games the last time. And it's like, oh boy. 150 gigs. I need Get to in- invest in some more uh, local storage yeah. for my well, gaming. Well, that or as I told my son, go through there and purge some of this other stuff. Yeah. Um, but anyway, 150 gig, they download it, and it doesn't work. Yep. <laughs> now, the problem with developing for a PC, even on like a Mac, and certainly on like a console, is you're shooting at a thousand targets. Because every schmuck on the planet has a different PC configuration. Well, you know, I got this Asus motherboard with 156 gig on the side, but my brother brought over this cooling fan that probably has a 200 watt requirement, but I'm only running 150 watt. But over here, I've got this this, uh, video graphics card that my Uncle Cletus wired up in his basement. (laughs) It's great. And now I've overclocked the motherboard, so I've got an extra heater that's about as thick as a cheeseburger sitting on top of it. And, and then they go on the board and go, well, why don't my computer game work? I pay you guys. You, I pay your salaries. And it's just, and so it's so much harder to develop for a PC environment than it is for a console or even the Mac, because the Mac is this pretty standard environment. Oh, yeah. Um, and getting more, and, more standard every year. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand who didn't test this. I was like, you only got one PlayStation 4 configuration. Which which QA schmuck didn't do their job? Because the problems were not subtle. No. They were game-breaking crashes. They were things that did not work. Now, on the PC side, you had stuff that I would have expected. My son was telling me that they're, you know, there's they put crafting in it because apparently you have to have crafting in everything. Because God knows by 2077, there's nothing more than I want than some lady sitting in a booth offering to trade beads for money. Oh. But whatever. They broke the economy. That (laughs) happens a lot. You know, because these economies are these massive spreadsheets that they look at. And I remember playing an MMO named Dark Age of Camelot, and they introduced a new material 
into the economy, into the crafting stream that at some point past expert basically meant you could get twice as much money back over cost of components and created massive inflation inside the economy. So, so that was, that's to be expected, but stuff just crashing stuff, just not working. You didn't, you, who, (laughs) who didn't check? (laughs) You got one console. You could have put baby Yoda. You know, Hey, Bernie, sit there with baby Yoda on your lap and play the game. You'd have found this problem. I don't. And, and uh, the, so Sony, and I I think a move that's only been done once before removed the game from the online store and offered full refunds. Yep. Good on them. Well, yeah, no, no, no. That was the right thing to do. I just, and I just want to know who is fired because that's, that's a fire enough. That's a paddling. Oh yeah. That's you don't, but that's not, that's not, um, is that somebody at Sony's responsibility or is that somebody at whoever makes cyberpunk? Well, but no, I mean, they've, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Sony's a publisher at that point. And yeah, they've got to go down there. Oh yeah, I'm sure that's what happened. They went down the they went down the food chain and figured who was low enough to fire. Yeah. You know, who could we who could we afford to run out the door for this transgression? Um, you know, I don't know, but it's it is amazing to me that after all this that the drama continues. Now, I'm told by those who have played it, I have a number of friends who have played it that the closest parallel is the original Elder Scrolls Elder Scrolls game to really kind of break up into in, break into the public consciousness? It's not Morrowind. Oh, I'm embarrassing myself. Oh, Morrowind was later. Going to internet. Yeah, this is the problem. I want to find. Okay, good. Thank you, Wikipedia. You'll have the whole history. Daggerfall. Uh, okay. Which was. A huge game. It was, inc- it was it was obscenely huge. There is no way this game was ever play tested. That, that there sounds is like no a, way. Sounds like a name for a James Bond movie. Daggerfall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it had so much in it. It had. It was the first game that I can recall where, in a fantasy role playing game, you could suddenly go off and become a merchant. You could just live your life trading goods between towns, and then fight off the brigands and whatever. So it was a terrific game, but it was so buggy because there was no way you could have played that. And they kept patching. They patched it for years. And I have a funny hunch that that's going to be the fate of Cyberpunk 2077. They're not not going to have time to fix it properly. They'll never get there. No, no, no. It's still sooner or later. Corporate will come down and say, you just ran out of you ran out of budget to continue your support. Mm hmm. And these guys will either be, and gals, will either be split up uh, and sent to the four winds or, uh, you know, and they'll probably, and what they'll do is, is, if my experience of it is any indication, they'll shrink the team over time. Okay. You know, and, and, you know, and Mike will be grabbed and sent over here to work on this project and Jane will be grabbed and sent over to this project until it's one, you know, it's the one guy with the red swing line stapler in the ba- stapler in the basement. <laughs> So, no, I was, I was just, I, I'm just blown away. This story is so, so great to me. 
I was I was just looking at some of the early reviews and it's just it's it it seems like their reach I think the bottom line their reach exceeded their grasp. How's that? Sounds like it. Yeah. So now you're not a gamer. Are you interested in a VR headset? Um sure. Good. That's the right answer. Get one. Are they very realistic? Um Hey, hey, Edward. Yes. Are VR headsets realistic? I would say so. There, there. <laughs> I, I will, t- I will, I will tell you a story. Uh, he got one for Christmas. Oh wow! Is, okay, sit, sitting right here because well, he's he's put up with a lot in lockdown, and uh, grades were great, and and all this other stuff. So he got himself an Oculus too. Okay. And, they don't and, call it Quest anymore. Wasn't it? Didn't th- used to did be called Oculus call Quest. Quest? Is it still? Is it Quest or is it just Oculus Two? It's Oculus Quest Two. Okay, Oculus but nobody Quest nobody 2. bothers with the Quest part. Okay, I, I certainly don't. The um, Oculus Quest Two, and this is the wireless one. This is the one where you don't need it hooked. You need it to do certain things, but you can like play it. W- plug it in to charge it, maybe, or to up up it's firmware or something yeah and also if you want to play games that you have on your computer okay also work that way you do need to uh you there are some games on the pc that do need the connection but for console games just playing them it's wireless right exactly and i i knew given my vision that this was never going to be a huge part i mean these glasses are yeah, as as a dear friend of mine once said, I am shocked you can't see Mars with those. <laughs> um, I, I knew that that was never going to be much part of my life, but I wanted to try it, you know. So I go down to the the living room and I put these things on. And now, I'm, and do they like, go, do they go over I'm your glasses? Old. Like, do you wear your glasses with these things, or do you have to? Take yeah, your glasses yeah, they've off? got a spacer. They've got a spacer for glasses like yours that okay. you probably want to use. Okay. Um, you know, normal, you know, human sized glass. My son has pretty thin ones. He can wear it without, you could do it without, but it's, it's an extra. Um, I went, first thing is, first thing is you have to define yourself a safe space, right? <laughs> okay. So that you're not, well, tripping it over takes things over and... your vision. Well, sure. Yeah. I you imagine can't that. See, I, I, this is the first thing I wasn't ready for. You can see nothing. Oh yeah, it's completely I'll, it's it's uh you're totally closed in around your around your the eye part of your head. Also you yep. have headphones on, so you can't really hear what's going on around you either. Right. And so it's it's it's, it's sort intensely of, immersive that way. Yeah. Sensory uh not dep- depurative, but um it, but it's almost like that though. But it's it really sensory replacement. Right. Yeah, yeah. And and so what you do is you take the controller and it you're in this weird it's like a, a a snowy black and white TV mode. <laughs> okay. Like where you can see the world around you, but it looks like you're watching it in snowy black and white. Mm-hmm. And you draw with the controller on the floor what your space is. Okay. And so you can define it very precisely. Like, oh, I don't want to kick the teddy bears. So you go oh, all the way around you. And then I was impressed by that frankly so how does it it, so if you if you do that and you're you and let's just say you're in a you know 12 by 12 room 
with yeah. nothing in it and you define mm-hmm. your space as the walls of that room yeah. so you have your yeah. open floor space but you literally you know you physically can't go beyond those walls you don't want to walk into the walls so maybe you back it off a foot from each wall so it's 10 by 10 and yes. how does it prevent you from walking in a, in a continuous straight line knowing that it's, you can't go past that imaginary well order? it depends on the application because some of them don't care that you move. Most of them, in fact, don't care that you move with your feet. It's more about turning around. Exactly. Okay. And about, like, for example, one of my son's favorite games is this game called Gorn. <laughs> and it's, all it is, is a gladiatorial simulator where you're fighting with range of weapons. And I come in and I, <laughs> there is an immense joy in watching someone he can see what he's doing. I have no idea what he's looking at and watching him react to it. <laughs> yeah, I could see that that would be entertaining for you. That's just, that is so <laughs> very awesome to me um, to, to, to watch that. Because he's um, got like some kind of controllers in, in yes. one or both hands and he's moving around like he's swinging swords and a shield. And... Right. And he's going, ha, get got, ha, take that, <laughs> pow, in your face, booyah, you know, all this. Uh, there's one game that's it's got a really cool feature that if you want to take your sword or your shield, you you wear your character, your avatar wears his shield on his back. Okay. And so if you want to get it, you have to actually reach backwards onto your back and pull forwards and it appears on your arm. Right. So the so, game is is waiting to recognize that motion. Exactly. And and it does it remarkably well. In any event. So you do that. The next thing I knew, I was I, I didn't go straight for the games. I went for the movies. Okay. Are and I, I chose movies? a movie about a synchronized skydiving team. <laughs> Think documentary. Right. Okay. Th- these aren't your Hollywood blockbusters that you're you're, you're no, being no, inserted no. into. Is, these, these are, are spe- purpose-built documentaries built to use that they're 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 proofs of concept of the technology okay i was all good (laughs) when we were on the ground talking about it practicing it's really cool to turn around and there's and there's somebody standing right behind you and you're like hey then we got to the door of the airplane and i was like okay (laughs) This little... is something else right here. <laughs> did, did it get a little bit too realistic then? Oh, yeah. No, I like heights. <laughs> I do. Um, I have none of the fear that some do. I like them. But this this was amazing. I uh, Look, I played the Temple of Apshai. Kids, look it up. Um, I've played so many of these classic PC and console games. I'm very glad, you know, not to wax too nostalgic but i'm glad i lived this long because this is what we wanted to play now the technology has not fully evolved there are still some pieces that we haven't worked out like interfaces and movement is still imperfect there are some games that get it right and some games that get it horribly wrong you know we're so used to in our games using the wasd structure to move around and shoot wasd figuring that out oh you don't even know what that is <laughs> look at your look at your keyboard oh you okay see, put your um, middle finger on w and then you got asd uh, right underneath it yeah so it's wasd 
Okay. That's how you drive in most first-person shooters. Okay, those are your arrows. Yeah, exactly. It becomes A left, D right, W forward, S back. And then you look around with a mouse. That's how most shooters work. And they haven't figured that out yet. That's interesting because my keyboard has arrows that are laid out just like that over here on the on the right very likely why <laughs> the, um, <laughs> but they uh it is it is so it, it just you have to see it I, until i saw it i couldn't have described it and i still can't really it is we're there we're there now are there steps more to be taken of course of course and i won't live to see them all which makes me sad but um but we've taken a step and this is it this is it. Oculus Quest 2. Check it out. Um, and the games are pretty amazing, too. I watch my son. You can, because he's playing them on his computer, I can watch what he's doing. I can see what he's seeing in the game. Oh, sure. Okay. And it's it's pretty remarkable stuff. Some of the games are, are, fail, are, are noble attempts that are ultimately failures. But games like Beat Saber, um, Gorn, I think, is very good. Asgard's Wrath. Um, what else was really good? Super hot VR. Oh, super hot VR. Yeah, super hot VR was really good. These are these were all it's 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 amazing. And it's and then the movies and the other stuff like that. And plus, if you want, you can watch a Hollywood blockbuster on a screen that looks like it's 40 freaking feet tall. <laughs> yeah, you know. Is so it, it's is got it... that too. I, I'm curious. You know, oh, and one that uh, that we just picked up, uh, Star Trek Bridge Commander, in which the four players are each in their own VR headset, and uh, each of them is playing one of the principal roles on the deck of a uh, NCC 1701. Okay. And it's it's interesting because it's built around VR. Instead of using a controller, uh, a, a, a keyboard, you use the controllers and you actually move your hands onto those controls. All right. And you face all the stuff in the Star Trek universe. So it's uh, See? pretty neat. It's interesting because I played a lot of those sim- simulations on tabletop. And the one thing the captain can always do is yell at the guy on weapons, go, hey, shoot, 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 and do it for him. Here you can't. Only the guy sitting at that desk can do it. And so if he's got some kind of malfunction, you're not going anywhere. So it's. Uh, so what oh. are what are is is that the original Enterprise? Yes, bridge. So it's not the L cars user interface. It's whatever. It's what they imagine that one to be. As <laughs> as the famous Saturday Night Saturday Night Live sketch taught us, what was the captain when you went into that safe? What was the combination? <laughs> and to quote evil evil Captain Kirk, I don't know. I made it up. <laughs> So, so yeah, it's, they, there's a lot of that stuff that we made up wholesale after the fact. So it's what they imagine it to be. Yeah. Um, but no, you can buy a, a very affordable downloadable content that gives you the, the C. The D? That's right. The C is the one that's destroyed. I imagine. The C is, C, we, uh, the C occurred in between. Right, the, the two she series, is, I think, famously destroyed in one of the you see interstitials. We find out what happened to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's yeah, it's the, you're right. It's the D. You're right. So you can get the D. You can get the next gen. 
with it. And, and it, I'm told, I haven't played anywhere near enough of it, I'm told it does have the Kobayashi Maru. Okay. <laughs> with its very uh, 90s mauve. What? What? Interior design. Mm. These are these these are the things we're not ashamed. We're not ashamed at all. Oh my goodness. So you know, I, I know I know we uh always spend a little time with Sam. Yes. Sammy Peeps. And, and Sammy Peeps. And and what really bothers me is we started off talking about the new year. They put they put our boy, because he's ours. We share him. Oh yes. All these years, you and I, and certainly Craig, have have had Sam among us, <laughs> and 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 these meme making jerks dragged Sam into their filthy New Year's conversations. What? Yeah, I caught a meme quoting Sam New Year's Eve sixteen sixty five, and it was a crazy. Oh, I hope that the the plague will dissipate <laughs> and we'll all be okay. And it's like. And so everybody who is us went to the diary and went, that isn't what it said. I was going to, I was going to ask you, is that accurate? And it was in no way accurate. They made up a, a Sammy Peeps quote. They, yeah. They went after our boy, Sam. I'm like, bastard. The guy. So for those who don't know, who have not been along on this journey with us, Samuel Peeps is the great English diarist, high official in the court of Charles II. Um, and he left us one of the first great diaries where he shared his thoughts. And every year at the end of the year, now this is going to be out of sequence, but this is so important because all of a sudden, seriously, I'm scrolling through my timeline and there's that famous portrait of Samuel Pepys. And I'm going, it's the one I sent you the picture of that I'm standing next to when I went, last time we went to London. Yeah. And I'm standing next to him going, Sam. Is that the one that, that I, 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 I photoshopped like a herring into it? Yes. One time? Okay. That's the one. That's our guy. <laughs> That's Sam. And he uh and and, and Sam is is a, they put him in a meme and I'm like, what are they doing with our guy? And it's this false quote. And so I went back and I said, Well, let's look at what he actually did say. And one of Sam's things, and this is the 31st of December, it's a Sunday, 1665. And one of the things that Sam does at every new year is he sort of does like, it just shows you that it is human nature. He sort of takes an account of his last year. And in some ways he takes a physical account. He does his books ah. to see where his money is for the year, which is fine. That's, that's what a person would do. A, a financial accounting. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's got to know how much, how much uh, taxes to pay on April 15th, right? That yeah, right. <laughs> and also he also <laughs> owes accounts because he's a, he is an official in the admiralty in the Navy. So he's got to give an account of all his work. Yeah. He has to submit his expense report. <laughs> right. Right. Cause you know, firing off cannons over orphanages is expensive. No, no, no. That was a work dinner. That was a work. Right. Cause you don't think he expensed that. <laughs> the, um, so what, so what did he say? And this is a little longer. I'll skip through some pieces. But but it gives you a sense of what he really did say, Sunday, 31st, December, 1665. All the morning in my chamber, writing fair the state of my Tangier accounts, and so dined at home. In the afternoon to the Duke of Albemarle, and thence back again by water, and so to my chamber to finish the entry of my accounts, and to think of the business I am next to do. 
which is the stating my thoughts and putting in order my collections about the business of pursers to see where the fault of our present constitution relating to them lies and what to propose to mend it. And upon this late and with my head full of business to bed. Thus ends the year to my great joy in this manner. I have raised my estate from 1300 pounds in this year to 4,400 pounds. Whoa. I have got myself greater interest, I think, by my diligence and my employments increased by that of treasurer of for Tangier and surveyor of the victuals. It is true we have gone through great melancholy because of the great plague. And I put to great charges by it by keeping my family long at Woolwich and myself and another part of my family, my clerks at my charge at Greenwich and a maid in London. But I hope the king will give us some satisfaction for that. But now the plague is abated almost to nothing, and I intending to get to London as fast as I can. My family, that is my wife and maids, having been there two or three weeks. The Dutch war goes on very ill by reason of lack of money, having none to hope for, all being put into disorder by a new act that is made as an experiment to bring credit to the exchequer for goods and money to be advanced upon the credit of that act. I have never lived so merrily, besides that I never got so much, as I have done this plague time. By the Lord by the Lord Brunkers and Captain Cook's good company, by the acquaintance of Mrs. Knapp, Coleman and her husband, and Mr. L- and Mr. Lanier, and great store of dancings we have had at my cost, which I was willing to indulge myself and wife at my lodgings. The great evil of this year, and the one indeed, is the fall of my Lord of Sandwich, whose mistake about the prizes hath undone him, I believe, as to interest at court, though sent for a little palating at it, ambassador into Spain, which he is now fitting himself for. But the Duke of Albemarle goes with the prince to see this next year. And my lord very meanly spoken of, and indeed his miscarriage by the prize goods, is not to be excused to suffer a company of rogues to go away with ten times as much as himself, and the blame of all deservedly laid upon him. My whole family hath been well all this while, and all my friends I know of, saving my Aunt Belle, who is dead, and some children of my cousin Sarah's of the plague. But many of such I knew very well dead. Yet to our great joy, the town fills apace, and shops begin to open again. Pray God continue the plague's decrease, for that keeps the court away from the place of business, and so all goes to rack as to public matters, they at this distance not thinking of. So that's what really Sam said on New Year's Eve. 31st December, 1665. Um, the, the key pieces I'll hit before I ask you for interpretations, I'll just note Tangiers. He's the treasurer for the, the uh, British colony in, Tan, in Tangiers, the coastal city of Morocco, uh, including most importantly, and most people don't realize this, the city of Gibraltar. Very so that's, geographically that's vi- important. Yes. It's a very big deal for the British Navy. So he's got that. He is the treasurer there. And, and he takes over that role um, because the previous guy was unable to keep his accounts in order. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but then he talks about the plague. And what he says is he sends his family away. They send him out of the heart of London, which is interesting because he sends his people to Greenwich, 
which he takes as out of sight of London. Greenwich is now very much inside Greater London at this point. Well, no, by today, t- today. 2021. Oh, okay. That's how much London has grown. Exactly. But then he says, so. Um, so then we he talks about the fall of his patron Lord Sandwich over an account, but then it's this last paragraph I wanted to focus on. My whole family hath been well all the while. And all my friends I know of, saving my Aunt Belle, who is dead, some children of my cousin Sarah's, but many of such I know very well, dead. He's had incredible loss. But then he says, to our great joy, the town fills apace and shops begin to open again. The difference? Sam doesn't have a vaccine. There's no vaccine for the plague. No. There's no vaccine for anything. Right. There's no medical. You, <laughs> you know what to do. You got to isolate the person. You do have to quarantine. I mean, are Sam's they strategy still, is are to they still leave. Putting leeches on people at this time? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they didn't bleed people for the plague. You did not get bled for the plague. Let, let that be said. But you got bled for other things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which didn't leave you in the best of constitutions. Or you know, like that uh, that one guy that was hassling Sam in uh, in court with the uh, the tubes sticking out of his guts uh, into, into the yeah. bucket. Uh, forgot about him, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right about that. So, what's his strategy? It's to leave town. Yep. You know, he sends his family away. He goes himself away. They separate and they isolate. Guess what? It's what we're still doing. Yeah. And then he says, "I've lost all these people." And he said, the town has thinned out. The town wiped itself out. It didn't need the government to do it. <laughs> you know, there was death aplenty as a result. And then what does he say? Shops begin to open again. Pray God, continue the plague's decrease. Now, that's something I think we can all agree with. I don't put the God part for everybody, but, you know, continue the plague's decrease. And. <laughs> But this is the line that really got to me and is what I was going to ask for your interpretation of. For that keeps the court away from the place of business. And so all goes to rack as to public matters. They at this distance, not thinking of it. Who, who, who is he referring to by the court? The government. Okay. His majesty and everybody with him. In this time, in this time, the government is the king and his courtiers. Okay. Yes, there is a bureaucracy. Yes, there is an administration. But at its highest levels, look, why does Sam have his job initially? The Earl of Sandwich. Why does he now have this new set of jobs? He's latched on to the Earl of Arendelle. So he is following all these favorites of the court of Charles II. Wherever Charles is, that's where the government is. So they've left too. Yep. Same reason Sam left. But he says, again to quote, it keeps the court away from the place of business, so all goes to rack as to public matters. They at this distance, not thinking of it. Sounds like that's uh, not a good thing, going to rack. Are you familiar with the phrase to rack and ruin? I think I've heard that before. All right. It is It is a... Uh, it, it's, 
Stop, stupid thing. Why did you go? You're, you're little. My Zoom is little. I don't like that. <laughs> Do you need me to get closer to the camera? I can't. That's, I'm oh, there we go. All better. Now you're better. All right. I see you now. Um, <laughs> to go to rack and ruin is to, is to say it's falling apart. Sure. Sam is upset that the government isn't where he is because the, the king and his court aren't paying any attention to what's going on with his business. He can't get any of their attention because they're out all over there. Okay. They're all out wherever the court is stationed right now. And the court was so big, the court numbered in the hundreds between the king, courtiers, followers, hangers-on, everything, servants, that it had to move because it was like a horde of locusts moving over <laughs> London, moving over England. And so they were going from house to house to house to house. And Sam is going, I can't get any work done. <laughs> I need to know you are the deciders. I can come up with a policy. And he mentions it earlier. He said he has to work on this thing with the pursers. Something is wrong with the pursers on these ships. Their oh. accounts are screwy. He okay. basically suspects they're hustling. Okay. Like the guy they're on the, the love. They're, they're the shipboard treasurers. Sure. Like the guy on the love boat. Exactly. You're a yeoman purser <laughs> for, <laughs> I can't believe that man became a United States congressman. <laughs> What from California? I, th I thought it was Iowa. I yeah. It's Fred Grandy. I gotta look that up. Now you're doing this to me. <laughs> Not Fern Grandy. <laughs> Fredo. Fredo Grandy. Played Gopher. Go for most that. most recently became a member of the U.S. House Television Political. Oh, that was recent that that happened. Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Grandy, a Republican, campaigned in yeah in Iowa. Yeah. Nineteen eighty six. Oh. Uh, four terms in Congress. Nineteen ninety four. He uh he decided not to run again. He became the he became the head of he's the president of CEO of Goodwill Industries. Oh. From 1995 to 2000. He then became the host of the Grandy and Andy show. Oh yeah, I remember that. No, I don't. As at a uh, a conservative talk show in DC until 2010. Grandy and Andy? Grandy and Andy. Wow. So while I was watching the McLaughlin group, there was this other show. Grandy and Andy. I could have been watching Grandy and Andy. Why did I waste my time with uh, Ready to the Middle Bonds? Wrong! <laughs> Still the, that is probably Dana Carvey's most accurate impression yeah. ever. You, you had cornflakes <laughs> with banana. Because believe it or not, Jim, this is so we're talking late 80s, early 90s, Saturday yes. Night Live. Dana Carvey and uh, I think Jan Hooks played um, Eleanor Clift and uh, Phil Hartman was um, was he Freddie the Beetle Barnes or was he uh, uh, the other conservative guy whose name I can't think of right now. Well, anyway, um, so I'm in I'm I'm a teenager during mm -hmm. this time and 
I thought that was the funniest effing thing that I had seen on Saturday Night Live the entire time I had been watching it. And I, I watched all the reruns of the, the original run in the 70s. All right. And, and because, you know, of course, I was a huge McLaughlin Group fan at the age of 14 or 15. Well, it was, it was great theater. It was great theater. There has never been any kind of Sunday morning political TV show that was that was even half as entertaining as the McLaughlin Group. Man, he was, huh? He was eligible for the Vietnam draft, but his draft number was so high he never went. I told you the story about my dad in the Vietnam War, right? No, no. He got. Uh, he was in the process of moving from Ohio to Illinois. He had mm-hmm. had. Uh, shoulder surgery um rotator cuff surgery you know like you see people with that scar on their shoulder but bruce willis has it because of course he's oh always, yeah, yeah he's yeah. always shirtless um yeah and so he his, his arm was in a sling he had just had surgery and you know they he got called up by the draft in ohio and they said uh and they said Nope, you're going. And he said, but I've, I've just had, I just had soldier shirts, soldier surgery. Easy for you to say. I can't be a soldier because I've had shoulder surgery. Soldier surgery. Yeah. (laughs) And they said, uh, uh, no, you'll heal. (laughs) Uh, we're going to be, uh, he's like, but I'm moving, I'm moving from Cleveland to Chicago. And they said, that's okay. We'll, uh, we'll send your paperwork along and you'll check in with the, the draft board where where you're where you're headed and he's like (laughs) (laughs) what do i need to do to get out of this you know and uh so he he uh he moves to chicago and he uh he shows up and uh never hears from them again and and so he's thinking you know he's gonna get in trouble he he calls him and uh and and gives him his name and uh and says i'm i'm whatever the lottery number was and and I'm, I'm supposed to go and and they said we're sorry we don't have we don't have any record of, of you and he was like okay what do i do and they said well we're we can't do anything because we don't have any paperwork we just we you. just told you we have no record of you yeah and he's like okay thanks bye click <laughs> and i that, would and um and that's how my sister and i <laughs> came to be <laughs> well we don't know. He might have been fine. Well, he, he he may not have met my mom, though. True. Because that's where they met, in Chicago, right after he moved there. Oh, when, is that right? When he was supposed to have been immediately... Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, my, my <laughs> son and off I to actually had the conversation about how uh, probably... Well, as as we started with the conversation, thank you for that, of our 25th anniversary. Um, I may have told this story. Um, I was I was... I won't say friends. I certainly was a good acquaintance of the very fine Milwaukee journalist, Dwayne Gay. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I was a young, eager reporter, and he was an established, award-winning member and, of the TV media here and friend of the Bob and, and Brian show. Emmy award-winning. Emmy award-winning, just so. And a really, and as everyone who knew him knew, a, just a, an incredibly fine man. Uh, God rest him always. I, and, I, I uh, yeah, I'd never met him, but I remember watching him on TV. Uh, my dad adored him. My, oh, my dad, my parents adored, adored him. him. Yeah. And, uh, and, and just listening, you listen to those old Bob and Brian recordings from the, the nineties and the early aughts, um, before he passed away. 
and you can just tell that he's, you know, somebody you would want to be friends with. Yeah. And he was, you know, he was always the first guy to help you out with a tip or, or a suggestion when we would go to the Tamarack, which was right across from the journal Sentinel where I was working. Uh, he was the first guy to buy around or, to, you know, buy the appetizers, all that little stuff that just shows you who a person is. Um, he got it into his head because this was who he was that he wanted to go see a kiss cover band. <laughs> okay. Out at a place called TA Vern's on the Northwest side. There's a hard rock kind of place uh, right on 108th and Silver Spring. I've heard of it. I haven't been there. Gone now. Yeah. Gone now. Um, but yeah. And he's like, I want to go see this kiss cover band. We should all go. And I was like, all right, I'll go fine. I got nothing to do. <laughs> so we're going to go see this kiss cover band called Strutter. Um, all of a sudden, this young woman who I had met once or twice before, once at a mutual friend's birthday party just a few weeks before, calls me up and says, hey, do you want to go out? And I said, sure. Yeah, I'd like that. When? And she gave the exact same date. As and the I said, Kiss cover band show. Mm-hmm. Sure. And I told her, I said, I, I said, I'm going to see a Kiss cover band that night. <laughs> this is my wife. Michelle. Oh, now. sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she has, she told me years later, she said, you know, that was so stupid. It couldn't help, but be true. <laughs> this is obvious. He's obviously not making something up. Yeah. This as is, an excuse this is so to dumb. get out of this. He, he's telling the truth. Yep. He actually does. And so I decided to give you a, a second shot at a date. <laughs> And, and so, yeah, my, my son's existence hung by that very, very slender thread of credibility. Had Dwayne Gay asked you to go to anything even slightly more reasonable sounding. Right, right. Like, you know, (laughs) I I don't even know what, like a Neil Diamond show. (laughs) But it's, she said, nope, nope, he is not making up Kiss cover band. Yeah. Not, not, not at the spur of the moment. <laughs> so yeah, Fred Grandy, the yeoman purser. So Sam had the idea that there was something going wrong and he wanted to talk to his bosses about ways to fix it and about all the other stuff, because God knows the reason that his predecessor as the, as the treasurer of Tangier got booted was because he couldn't keep his accounts straight. Right. And so all this being said, Sam's like, I really need this plague to go down because I need my bosses so I can find them. <laughs> right. Cause there's no email or no, tel- telephone. there's no fax machines, no cell phones, none of it. He's like, where are they? You know, that's the thing that occurred to me. And, and it's great that you hit that note. Cause it's like, if you're sitting in London and the court is somewhere, you don't even know where you might not know for two days. Well, and that was the only way to communicate with somebody was to send, the, send a letter. Right. He doesn't know where to address the letter or send the messenger. You know, it's like, where, where is my Lord of Sandwich? He's in York. Well, that's five days away. That's six days away. By the time I get there, he may have moved somewhere else. Right. So you can't, (laughs) how is he, you know, how is this guy supposed to conduct business? Yeah. So that's what Sam really said. Okay. I got, uh, yeah. On New Year's Eve, 1665. I got distracted by the, uh, the fact that he he was uh, talking about him, himself and his own business, I, I thought he was talking about the because it came after the whole the shops are opening thing. I thought he was talking about like business in general in the town and 
how that was coming back, and that's the parallel to our situation we have here. And oh no, of and course I should have and assumed. That's, yeah, and that's, and that's true, <laughs> but that's true. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And and that's not to. It's like, but that's Sam, right? Right. He's it's his diary. Why you know he's going to be writing at, about how he thinks about how things are affecting him. My fam- my family's basically good, except for my aunt who died, and, and all these other people who died. Who died. <laughs> oh yeah, and all these people i happen to know my friends and acquaintances who also died (laughs) right but now people are coming back and shops are opening and let that be the sign that i can get back to freaking work so now what was uh, what was the fake quote in the meme again uh the quote in the meme was that it was he was he was being very specific in his hopes that it's far more specific about his hopes for the end of the plague. Oh, whereas it, the actual quote is, is, oh, hey, it looks like it's uh, it's already getting better. Boy, I it's, really wish I could get a hold of my bosses. Yep. <laughs> you know, people want people want to give him and it's very much about how he's trying to they, they try to give him this this. Oh, see, look what you hope for. And you failed. It's like, no, he's he's much more realistic than some of the doofuses making, you know, New Year's resolutions. Yeah. He's much more pragmatic about it. Our guy, Sam. <laughs> more realistic about New Year's resolutions than he is about the promises he makes to himself at other times of the year. Oh, we'll definitely return to those at some oh, point. I, hope so. I promise. But this one, <laughs> I, if you're going to drag my guy, Sam, into a one of your memes, I'm going to respond. Especially when you misquote him. Particularly. Yeah. That was Abraham Lincoln, I think, who, who said that. You can't trust uh, most of the things you see on the internet. You can't, yeah, most of the, th- most <laughs> of the memes you see on the internet aren't to be trusted. Exactly. <laughs> oh, boy. Do you have a, a few more minutes for Kevin question? Sure. I know you have something else to do today. Another, I do. Another podcast. I know. Isn't that nice that I let you do that? <laughs> I let I'm you, being released the, to my other obligations. I let you do other podcasts. <laughs> How gracious of me. All right. We actually have two Kevin questions. Ooh. But um, these will go fast. One, 167 asterisk question. There, there have been multiple 167 questions. I see. <laughs> uh, Kevin asks, most recent 167 asterisk question. Okay, here we go. Why don't you let me know when you are going to record multiple episodes in advance? I could provide questions to hold up the illusion. Thanks for nothing, Kevin. Now, what Kevin is referring to is uh, episodes 405 and 406 were recorded the weekend before Christmas and um and uh therefore there was no um Kevin question for episode four oh six. And uh this is this has been a thing for going on eight years now on, on this podcast, or at least the five or six years out of those eight that Kevin has been sending us questions. Or maybe it's four years. I don't know how long it's been happening <laughs> at this point. Don't ask me to try to calculate time in my head. Time is plastic and has no meaning anymore. Um, I don't know. Why, why is he bringing this up now? I, I don't know. But uh, is it a good point? Yes, it's a great point. Kevin, you have, you have made an excellent point. And from now on, I will inform you in advance when I have plans 
to record more than one episode on any particular weekend. Thank you, Kevin, for something. Very good. <laughs> Moving on to the actual question <laughs> that he sent on Festivus <laughs> nearly uh, two weeks ago. On the day. Yes. Kevin asks, 175 question, why did you buy such a shitty Festivus poll? You should have gone with this one. It has served me well for 15 years. Thanks and you're welcome, Kevin. And he provides a photo of his Festivus poll and a link to a website. And since we can, uh, much like the $6 million man, Jim, we have the technology. We can do this. I am going to share my screen with you so that you can see this. And I will post the photo on the website. So if you want to look at what Jim and I are looking at, all you have to do is go to episode 407 on dirtburgershow.com. And you can Ooh, see this that is, lovely That is thing. a dramatic Festivus poll. It's very nice. He's got it in the corner next to his what looks like quite impressive home theater setup, although we can only see the very edge of it. I'm assuming that's a subwoofer on the floor. Yep, that's what it looks like. Um, there's some kind of uh, clock device thing that may be one of those uh, indoor-outdoor temperature deals where it's telling him that it's... Oh, it's yeah. I think it says 39.2. That's, I'm guessing that's the temperature outside. Good light. Good modern light switching. Very good. Very good. Yeah, and, and a very large uh, flat-screen TV based on the mm-hmm. size. We know that this is a six-foot Festivus pole here. Um, mm-hmm. Full size. Uh, that TV is almost three feet tall on the side. Yeah, so I was, I was, I was doing that same math. That's got to so be if like indeed a, six... a squared plus b squared <laughs> equals c squared. Are you doing the math? <laughs> Just trying to do it. I'm in my guessing head. like like a it's like a 65 inch TV. I think yeah, I think so. I think that's what it's got to be. Yeah, yeah. Converting it into inches. So yeah, and it's got a nice little uh, a nice little. Uh, x brace stand that it's on that looks like it is also aluminum it looks like it has a uh, aluminum cap although it's shiny could be a different metal but it looks like it's capped on the top yeah it does it does no this is unless those are you know, like I, said, I i'm i'm very fond of my much 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 shorter and much 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 less fancy festivus pole those oh and i noticed the hvac return at the bottom once the zoom went away. <laughs> The uh, but no, the uh, you know, this is obviously I'm very fond of that one because it was a gift from a friend who has since retired. So I will always keep it. But this is if I did not have one, I would I would want a Festivus poll much like this one. And I'm oh, I stopped the screen share. I'm sorry. Let's uh, let's click through to that link that he sent us. Here we are at uh, the WagnerCompanies.com. Very festive looking website it's a festivus miracle it's what you've been waiting for your very own festivus poll so this is where kevin bought his festivus poll and where many people did and they have a nice little uh collage of photos that people have sent them of their festivus poll in action in their homes and their workplaces is that a sumo wrestler what is going on here <laughs> that, that that i 
No, it's just that's a, a guy. That's a guy dancing with his pole, and I that should not have been photographed. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that is that is shirt on, my friend. That is shirt on. Got to give him. Got to give him points for um, something. I don't know, but yeah, here you go. You get a. It looks like it's hey, just like my little miniature desktop festivus pole. It comes in two pieces that oh, you. Yeah. Uh, connect together and then and like i said it's got a little x brace on the bottom festivus pole do's and don'ts do dance around your festivus pole use the festivus pole as your centerpiece protect surfaces from direct contact with the festivus pole base yeah so don't put it on your nice uh finished woodwork uh oh my god furniture. yeah oh yeah uh don't Climb your Festivus pole. Don't dance on or from your Festivus pole. Just around it. Do your New Year's revolutions around your Festivus pole. Don't mm-hmm. remove the Festivus pole from its base except for storage. Place the... <laughs> or... Well, we know what that's about. That's no fighting with your Festivus pole. <laughs> right. Unless you're using it for self-defense. Right. <laughs> In a home invasion. In which case, hopefully, you have more than the Festivus pole. Um, don't place the Festivus pole based directly onto bare tables or floor surface. Well, there you go. I already covered that. I, I was going to say, didn't you already? Yeah. <laughs> people really do this? <laughs> yes. Here are videos of people with their Festivus pole. And so, um, Kevin, I would I would like you to know that um, obviously Kevin sends these in advance. Um, Kevin, like I said, Kevin sent this email on Festivus on December 23rd. I uh, immediately clicked through and ordered my six foot festivus pole with base for next you did? year yes oh my goodness. Is, unfortunately they are of course back ordered right now <laughs> yeah it's only 30 bucks for the six foot pole but they do charge you outrageous uh fedex ground shipping for it because it's kind of big. Well, f- well that's fedex for you but well congratulations on the acquisition of, of a very fine festivus pole i'm gonna i'm certainly going to commend it well, I'm happy to know that Jim, you have one. Is it at work or is it at home? It's at work. Okay, it's at work. You need to get one for home. Well, I've got a gigantic Christmas tree. You see, <laughs> this was uh this this was the first year that we did not have a Christmas tree. Oh, really? No, I had my miniature Festivus pole in the middle of the coffee table. Ah, no, <laughs> d- we've we uh when we were first married think about probably two three years in we decided we got one time one time a real tree yeah never again oh boy why not needles oh needles till hell wouldn't have it (laughs) i i can't i can't see myself getting one of those um you know since i have i'm a landowner with property I, i i can see myself getting one of the small live christmas trees that you then take outside and stick in your yard somewhere Tell you about that. My, uh, the people who built our house in 1941 did much that thing and put it right out in front of the house. I was the guy that had to cut that some bitch down. <laughs> How big did it get? Mm-hmm. Trying to do this on 36, 40 feet. Okay. Taller than the house. Uh huh. Yep. Most, most importantly, looming yeah. over the single Cape Cod next door. Ooh, yeah. They weren't happy, especially as it started to die. Yeah. Oh, well, they're going to die. They're going to die. They're too big. 
We only have 35 foot lots. <laughs> yeah, we have a little bit more space here. I live in the damn city. We've got 100 feet wide, about 300 feet long. Ooh, that is big. Well done. Well, it's it's big big compared to the city. Yeah, it's mm. it's actually one of the smaller lots in our neighborhood. Close close to average, but a little bit smaller. We get truncated in the back because of the way that the the other lots coming in from the two neighborhoods on either side in the back come down the hill toward the creek. You know, like dig it. Anyway, does that about do it? I think so. Jim, thank you again. Oh my goodness, are you kidding? It's always a pleasure to be here. Happy Festivus, happy anniversary, Merry Christmas, and a happy regular old New Year. Ne- ha- happy day <laughs> after New Year's Eve. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just, and, and, and as ever, and this will get dated really, really quick, but go pack go, beat the Bears on Sunday. Oh, yes. By the time everybody hears this, we'll know what happens. So. A lot is on the line. Oh, my goodness. Home big field, game. Home field big, advantage. Big game. Opportunity to get that first round by throughout the playoffs and keep the Bears potentially out of the playoffs. Yes. Even better. <laughs> Twofer. From a, Twofer. From a schadenfreude point of view. All right. Where can they find us? They can find us at NerdBurgerShow.com. At Nerdburger Show on the Twitters and the Facebook email, nerdburgershow at gmail.com. Jim, can they find you anywhere? <laughs> if they want to follow me, I am the Gaskin, T H E G A S C O N, on Twitter. The good one, not that a hole in California. No. no, no. <laughs> Join us next week on Nerdburger when we find out where the Packers playoff games are being played. And also, not much will be different next week as compared to this week. Like it always has not been different much from one time to another. Don't worry about it so much, people. <laughs> Don't. Do not. Yum, yum, yum. Soldier's shoulder surgery. Soldier's <laughs> shoulder surgery. <laughs> Work on that. Work on that. <laughs> Say it five times fast. <laughs>